Good evening. Oh, man. I fucked up. Sorry about that, dude. What? I could have swore I texted Jerry. I swore. And then I looked at my my cell phone, and it was in drafts. And I'm like, oh, God, I didn't send shit. Nice. I know. I know. I know. Lovely. Where is he? Hopefully he'll be uh he'll be coming on here soon. Yeah, that was uh Any day, Jeremy. <laughs> Fucking shit. Bad enough doing this at the last minute here. I know. Let me text him. Here we go. Hello. Hello. Hang up, I'm texting you to find out where you are. Hang <laughs> up. <laughs> oh yeah, there you are. So you want me to hang up for the Skype or the phone? I'm telling you to get the fuck on here. Okay. <laughs> Jerry, I take complete heat on this one. This one was completely on me. That's okay. No, oh, it's not. Hey, hey, Mikey says he's ready. I'm ready. He just texted me. You might hear guinea pigs in the background occasionally. Why? Because I didn't have time to move them. <laughs> Should I go so, get my dog? We could hear him lick his bottom balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing I haven't heard. I've got, well, maybe it is because... I've got two girl dogs and one boy, and he's fixed. So, If but I could lick my non-balls like my dog does, I would be the happiest man on earth. You'd never leave home. Sure I would. I'd show everybody. Oh, <laughs> you'd show off, huh? Absolutely. Sure. Make us all feel bad. Well, you know. Or make us all try, and we'd throw our backs out or something. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you know, they said Marilyn Manson, there was a uh, a rumor that he removed like one or two ribs so he could, uh, you know. I'd have to remove all my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> then if someone told you to go F yourself, you actually could. See? Yeah, here's the question, though. Would you do that, though, if you if you physically were able to? No. <laughs> I would feel so awkward if I did that to myself. Versus someone else doing that to you? What if you had your furry costume on? That uh, might be a little different. See? See, if I'm in character, then it's it, it takes the pain away a little bit. Oh, Lord. No, it doesn't. I've been in character for 25 years. It's, it fucking hurts like hell. <laughs> Without his costume, he's lost. He's running around going, what's my motivation? I need my gear. <laughs> That's the whole oh. point. Speaking of tails. Oh, which tail? Was this the dog or the camel? No, this this is the dog. Okay. So we put up the Christmas tree, right? And he's a puppy. So this is the first year we've had a tree with this dog. Well, he thinks these fucking ornaments are balls for him. So he actually walks up to the tree, opens his mouth, and ever so gently takes the balls, the ornaments off the tree. <laughs> it gets better. Then oh, my oh, son. No. no, 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 no. The two-year-old, he gets the dog all fucking wound up, right? So the dog will be standing in front of the tree trying to get an ornament off the tree. Well, my son will stand behind him, which will then cause the dog to turn around. The dog turns around. My little guy decides to... Go to give him kisses and rub his head. He gets fucking excited. The dog shakes his fucking tail, hits the fucking ornament off the tree like he's babe fucking Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> they both go running for the fucking ornament. Whoever gets it first, he runs over. He puts it back on the fucking tree, and we, we repeat the process. It's like doggy T-ball. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. <sighs> the dog. You want to hear about this fucking camel? Yeah. 
So we had this this snowstorm up here in PA, Northeast United States here last week. And we got eight, eight inches of snow. Well, fucking PennDOT, the DOT, did fuck all. They didn't plow, <laughs> they didn't salt, they didn't do shit. Apparently, they didn't do anything in New Jersey either. So we're 309 up here. It's it's you know it's got a little bit of a hill to it, but there's this fucking van pulled over on the side of the road with a livestock trailer attached to it, stuck on the side of the road. It's like, well, this is fucking great. We're gonna be fucking going nowhere. Next thing you know, this fucking guy gets out of the van, goes to the back of the livestock trailer, and opens it up, pulls out a fucking camel. I say, what the fuck? So next thing you know, he takes the camel and he ties it to the side of the van. And I'm thinking, this motherfucker thinks his camel's gonna pick this guy up out of the snow. <laughs> I'm thinking, I, last time Last time I checked, I didn't think a camel was equipped for snowy weather. I didn't think it was four-wheel <laughs> drive. I thought it was more like a sand vehicle last time I fucking checked. So no, they, they got this fucking camel covered in fucking snow, trying to tow this fucking van and trailer off the side of the fucking road. So th- this is the fucking first for me. And, I, and I, you know what the fucking website said the next day on the news? Stranded trailer saved by camel tow. i'm not making this up are you serious (laughs) i swear to god and then they said and then they said well no we took the camel out of the of the trailer so it would be lighter yeah lighter for the camel to pull its fucking trailer up they actually said camel toe i yeah i'll see if i can find this website but yeah i'm just gonna say if you can find that news article please by all means send it to us i will i will definitely try i'll put it on twitter saved by camel toe that reminds me of that. Wasn't it an Asian air crash? And the, they announced the the newscast guys. Said yes. Their names or was uh, some Ting Wong and <laughs> We Too Low. Come like oh, on. <laughs> yes. Someone ripped that was the, that was real. Ripped, ripped the anchorman and put those <laughs> names of the pilots or something. That's horrible. It is. It's terrible. <laughs> But why am I laughing? It was a, it was oh. on a newscast. Yeah, we'll have to post that on Twitter as well. That was hysterical. Good lord! But a yeah, camel. So. Yeah. But, but a camel. So the guy takes the camel out of the the trailer to yes pull everything out. Well, he says no. He says <laughs> just trying to make the the trailer a little bit lighter. That's that's See, bullshit. This poor fucking camel in the snow. It's probably thinking, I like it 187 degrees. I don't like it fucking you know 20. This poor fucking thing. You're sure it was a camel, not a horse? No, this was a fucking camel. It had okay. the fucking hump. Okay. Unless, unless it was a hunchback horse or something. <laughs> camel moto. You never oh. know what you're going to see in western Pennsylvania. Eastern. Eastern, eastern don't, Pennsylvania. Don't, don't compare me to the western fuckers like Shane Douglas out there. They're a whole new breed of fucked up. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's true. Not really. Here comes the, uh, here comes the tweets. Here they come. Tweets for what? Anyone who lives in Western Pennsylvania. Oh, Lord. Shane Douglas lives in Western Pennsylvania. You know, it's west of Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> what? Chipotle, Ohio. <laughs> no, I'm going to be. I'm going to be there on Friday. I was going to say Johnstown. <laughs> Isn't there three Johnstowns within, like, in three different states within a so many hundred mile radius? Well, anywhere, anywhere I am is Johnstown. Because Lance and I, one time, we went to the wrong Johnstown. We went to the wrong. I remember state. that. Yeah, you guys were late as fuck. Yeah, yeah. You went to uh, wrong Georgetown. Yeah, Lance, Georgetown, Pennsylvania. You went to Ohio. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Lance would always print up the map quest, and for some reason he did Johnstown, Ohio. So, and I, I was always the navigator, and he drove. And so we get to Johnstown, and 
we usually call uh, oh, what was her name who did the the gimmick tables? Debbie Beaumont. No, 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 no. Oh. Um, <laughs> Bella. Bella. You usually call her and she talks us into the building, you know, gives us directions and stuff. Well, she says the name of the building and we can't, you know, so or we can't even find any streets. And so I, I don't know if we called Shane or Tommy and we're like, where is this building? And they said, well, it's right, whatever, by a, across a river or something. And we said, we have stopped and asked. No one in this town has heard of this building. <laughs> and he says, well, where are you? And we said, I said, Johnstown, Ohio. He says, you idiots, you're in the wrong state. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had to haul ass for, I don't know if it was three hours or whatever, but uh, luckily we were working each other. But as soon as we got to the building, we, we find Paulie and we're like, when are we up? He says, you're up next. And we're like, oh, great. So we had like five minutes to get dressed and hit the ring. That was, I remember that. That was fucking great. Well, luckily we'd wrestled each other a million times so we could just call it all out in the ring. <laughs> well, this has to fall. This has to fall on him, though. He's the one who printed the directions, right? Oh yeah, he took the heat for it. He he admitted. See this. This is where we progressed, but not to where we are now. See, we we uh, upgraded from the Rand McNally map <laughs> to MapQuest, and now to it's Map the GPS. Quest. Now it's just the GPS on the phone. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to put my GPS on when we're driving because I'm flying into Cincinnati. I'm yes. going to uh, put on my GPS and see how it pronounces. Chillicothe. I bet it's just Chipotle. Well, for as much as you've you've talked it about it. Ch- Chillicothe. <laughs> <laughs> in New York, in New York, there's this it's called Veterans Highway. It's the uh, uh the POW MIA Memorial Highway. And the map you the the GPS please turn left on the Palmia Expressway. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Sounds Indian, like Miliwake. It's Algonquin for the good land. <laughs> Good times. This oh. is better than fucking uh, we, the first round we tried this fucking thing. No yes. kidding. Oh my god. Good fucking god. For you people listening to this, the, if you listen to Tuesdays, <laughs> you, you would swear it was a fucking funeral. I ain't kidding. Oh, it was like we Jesus were Christ. We were on the edge of being in comas or something. I had the charisma of wet cardboard. It was fucking brutal. God. So I uh for this week I thought. I, I'd saved a bunch of uh, questions from the fans on Twitter. Yes. So I did a, and I'm thinking, how do I do this without having to write everything down? So I, I finally realized I can just do the screenshot and save it. That's one thing my daughter taught me. There you go. Jerry, you're coming along nicely. This is really good. You know, Jerry took a video and posted it on Twitter as well no. from WrestleCade this weekend. So this guy, it really knows more than he's letting on. No, I, I saw a guy in the crowd while we were all – just getting ready to go live. I saw him moving his phone live while he was live narrating who each person was on the panel. And I thought, well, maybe I should just take a quick scan of the crowd and then tweet it before we go live. I, I stole I stole it from him. But like you said, I'm learning. I've done a good thing. I've done a good thing. You've come a long way from a chisel and tablet, Jerry. I'm very fucking impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a step behind him or ahead of him. Not no. much. Behind. Behind. Oh, I'm always behind you, baby. Oh, oh, hey, hey, what's going on back there? Oh, behave. I feel so cheap. Don't. You're priceless. (laughs) 
We gave a lot of we got a lot of uh, airtime to rage the the rage the effing lunatic last week. So I was letting you guys know that there is a Mrs. Lunatic, and I believe that's actually her Twitter handle. What the wife? Yeah, is she a midget too? I'm not sure. It's has it been determined that he is a midget? Well, how tall is he? Does it say? Well, I thought he was like five two or five three or something to that extent. Well, well then his might- gimmick his gimmick was a midget. Wait a minute. How, really? how's, how's your gimmick a midget if you're not really a midget? That's the gimmick. The no gimmick gimmick. <laughs> All right. I'm thoroughly what? confused. So am I. Why? It's very easy to follow. His gimmick is a little person, yet he's not a little person. He's, the world's, you, large, he's the world's largest dwarf. Let's just put yeah, it at that. Why are you not following this? Call Lance to get the map quest going. Follow me. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my coffee hasn't quite set in yet. Coffee? Yeah, I'm drinking buckets of that stuff over here. All right. I need coffee. If I don't have coffee in my system, it's bad. It's completely bad. I turn into New Jack. <laughs> Wait, without coffee you do? I Without coffee. With or without cream? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of cream. Lots of cream. <laughs> that will need to be edited. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Yep. So you have some questions, Jerry, that people have uh, posted. They have sent to you directly, correct? Yes. Well, nice. actually, yeah, I think it was to me. Yeah, I guess. Well, you have them. Wait, well, <laughs> I was going to well, say, I'm you have sure the questions. Okay, maybe because some of them, it may have been to all three of us or four of us, including the FRM pod. I'm not sure. You know, that's whole, first of all, that's very confusing because I am the FRM pod, and when Matt tweets from the FRM pod in like a group message, I think I'm talking to myself, which then I think I'm fucking nuts. We got to go back to Halifax, Matt, because I can't handle this FRM pod message. Well, I hate to break it to you, Mikey. You are nuts. Oh God. Okay. Do you want one? Yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer two nuts. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Gonna, you have to be more specific on this one, Jerry. A question. Oh, a question. Sure. Why not? Give us a question. Okay. This one is from Chad Dove at Chad or at. Okay. This is this is becoming a tongue twister here. Chad <laughs> Dove at Dove Chad 11 dot dot dot. So I don't know if there's more to this or not. Anyway. Is that a period? <laughs> it's like three of them. Ellipses. So. <laughs> oh, God. Chat, it's, it's dumb chat 11 ellipses. Yes. Okay. He says, who was the toughest person to ever step foot in an ECW ring? That's actually a good question. See, I don't know the early years, but from when I was there, I would have to say Bam Bam Bigelow because one time – I walked up. Well, he was he was talking to someone, and as I was walking up, I heard him start the conversation with that one time I was in that Mexican prison, and I thought, if you're still alive <laughs> oh after spending time in a Mexican prison, you're one tough sob. He was tough. I would have to go with Steve Williams, Doctor Death. He was only in a couple times, but I would you have to give him the nod. Or not, you could just fucking completely ignore what I just said. That's okay. <laughs> I'm thinking. Um, well, I don't know. Jerry, do you have experiences with Dr. Death? Uh, just being in locker rooms with them, but, you know, I never. Never working. No. And I've wrestled Bam Bam. 
And I think that's one person who doesn't know his own strength. No, but he was so easy. Oh, e- easy. It was amazing. You didn't feel a thing. He even picked Nothing. me up like a bear hug, ran me into the post. I didn't even feel it because he took it yeah. all on his hands. Exactly. He did the same thing to me. And I'm going, oh, I fucking hate this move. And felt nothing. Yeah, Not a and thing. then and then he ribbed me and put me in a body scissors and would squeeze and was blowing me up. I couldn't even breathe. <laughs> and then he'd lighten up a little bit and he had this just this biggest shit eating grin on his face. And then he would squeeze again. And I couldn't breathe again. Finally I'm pounding on his thigh, going, Lighten up, lighten up. And he's just sitting there giggling at me. He's like, Make me. <laughs> exactly. But he was just uh, having fun and ribbing me. Oh, uh, he was he was so easy. Unbelievably easy. Didn't feel a fucking thing the whole time. But easily one of the toughest guys that if you were to step out of the ring, you would not want to cross him. No. 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 Definitely not. Now, Jerry, you've hung out with I mean, you're friends with Brock. So would you say he's not someone to tangle with outside of uh wrestling itself? No. I mean he was a NCAA champion. You know, he he's he's the real deal. So, so if, if you guys are out getting a you know a sandwich or a drink or something like that, and someone smarts off, is it one of those? Good luck to you. Yeah, I, I feel very safe when I'm out with Brock. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I took him. Uh, a buddy of mine up in Minneapolis is in a death metal band called Demonicon, and um, he was playing one night at this bar in St. Paul. So I asked Brock if he'd want to go with. He said sure. So I took him with, and uh. I just talked to my buddy a few months ago. He was in town touring through, and uh, he reminded me of this story. He says, when we walked into the bar, he says, he saw me at the door from across the bar, and he says, why does Jerry have a bodyguard? Until he got closer, <laughs> and he finally realized it was Brock. Now, what year was this, roughly? Um, it was before they brought him up to the the main roster. And I think, because he was in Louisville for Ohio Valley, I think, or was it down in Florida? I can't remember. But uh, he moved back up to Minneapolis, and we would actually go to the gym and work out together here and there and, and just get together and go have a few drinks here and there. But uh, I can't remember the exact year. But it was it was probably right before they brought him up to the main roster. He's a big boy. He sure is. And they came, I hadn't seen him for quite a few years. And they the uh, I think it was the – oh, I was thinking it was a house show, but it wasn't. It was a Raw they were doing here. It was probably about a year and a half or two years ago. And so I went down to say hi to him and – when I saw him, I was like, holy crap, I forgot how big he really was. Absolutely huge. Well, you ready to go ahead and start? I thought we did. I thought we started 20 minutes ago. <clears throat> well, with I've the official it. introduction? Um, I guess. I guess, yeah. Do, do you want me to do the introduction? Oh, you're going to have to do it. Who knows when the fuck well, we're going we're gonna to squeeze it in, but yeah, that's right. your job. All right, let's do it, and then we'll just... And begin. begin. Is that my cue? <laughs> and Walk. begin. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Front Row listen, Material. Listen, listen. What is hard about this? I say, and begin, and you begin. I'm going to begin. Have, I'm going to start right now. Ready? Do I, have to, do I have to go one, two, three, begin? You have to and, point at me so I know the cue. Stop, it, stop interrupting. And begin. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. Nope, I nope, am Mike. Nope, cut. cut. No? You don't <laughs> like it? <laughs> what? I'm not well, feeling it. It was kind of like. Hunky junk shitty. Right. What's our uh, motivation? All right, here we go. Let's try it again. Ready? Ready? And begin. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material. 
I am Mike Freeland. I am soon to be joined by the ECW legends, Mr. Mikey Whipwreck and Mr. Jerry Lynn. But before I bring these guys in, I do want to let you guys know, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees and get your official Mikey Whipwreck and Jerry Lynn merchandise. You can go on over there. There's a little eyeglass. You can go ahead and click on that and type in their names. You can find all their different designs. Go ahead and pick up a tee from either Mikey or Jerry. Or you can go ahead and cruise on over to the official Front Row Material store. The store has different shirts that you can choose from as well and more designs are on the way once again that is prowrestlingtees.com mikey whipwreck jerry lynn and front row material all right guys you know how, how many fucking t-shirts we've sold no not exactly sure i don't know the exact details yet none <laughs> are you sure and scene all right that was good let's try it one more time with a little more energy <laughs> and begin <laughs> No. Okay. Are you sure about that number? None. <laughs> Look, I, I wouldn't kid about such a thing. None. Zero. Right. Zilch. Right. Nada. Wow. Hey, make a drop pie shirt. Yeah. What a fucking really. <laughs> hey, would you drink of water? Sure. Yeah. We got people asking when you're going to come out with the drop pie shirt. We do and nothing. Zilch. Mikey, we'll have to call one of our successful wrestler friends and see if they'll tweet it with their 1 million followers. Well, speaking of, I did sell one t-shirt today. <laughs> you know, I think oh, I did too. To a Matthew Cardona. Oh wait, Zach Ryder bought my fucking shirt. Awesome. He yeah. better wow. have bought mine. Zach Ryder bought one of your shirts. Is it a Mikey Whipwreck shirt or is it a podcast shirt? Oh, it's a Mikey shirt. Well, thank you. Thank you, Zach Ryder, for buying a Mikey shirt. That I'm was very giving, nice. I'm not giving you a cut of my sales. <laughs> no, that's completely yours, but I'm still happy for you. That, that Fans don't buy my shirts. <laughs> Guys, I've trained by my shirt. Well, I'll make sure Kurt Hawkins buys mine. Well, maybe maybe people are just trying to save up their money. You know what I mean? Because Thanksgiving just happened. People bought, you know, a lot of turkeys, a lot of stuffing, a lot of all that kind of stuff. Maybe they were just out of money. Right <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. That sounded like a medical emergency. <laughs> Did you get shot? What happened over there? Oh, all right, here's what happened. <laughs> Were you drinking tea again? Here's what happened. <laughs> so I was taking a drink of, of tea, right? <laughs> and I felt I had to sneeze. Well, I had to hurry up and find a way to put the glass down because if I sneeze, <laughs> my arms go numb. So I have to. Be- <laughs> oh my God. I have, yes. If, Your if arms sneeze, go numb when you sneeze? <laughs> yes. That's not so good. I ha- so I have to make sure that I'm not holding anything or I'm going to drop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah so what, so what happens t- when you sneeze while you're peeing <laughs> oh, forget it. it looks like an epileptic seizure oh my god <laughs> well, look, if I'm going to sneeze I have to brace myself like I'm going to take a chair shot from Balls Mahoney oh. you know I said I you know tense real tight yeah <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty sad but that's, that's what that's what happens so when you sneeze your arms go numb yeah and you are going to drop anything that may be in your hands. It's very possible, yes. Is this all directly connected to the Ron Simmons uh, joke slam? No, but it helped. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. You're, you're a mess over there. You I, really are. I know. I told wow. you. <sighs> okay. You you have numbness. Jerry has narcolepsy. Anytime 8 o'clock rolls around, I mean. No, wow. that's Mike Freeland created narcolepsy. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I have apologized. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh my god. 
I told I told Jerry that we need to we need to pop a couple rip fuel before uh he Some was like rips? Jerry Jerry was like a fucking drug pusher. We'd have matches, right? And Jerry <laughs> <laughs> loves to Jerry, well, Jerry have his matches. He'd always want to do some chain wrestling, right? Okay. He said, "If I don't chain, I blow up." I said, "Yeah, well, if I chain, I blow up." Goes, Here, so he goes to his bed, come out with this giant fucking bottle of Rip Fuel. Here, have a Rip Fuel. Here, maybe have two. <laughs> <laughs> it was all legal stuff from GNC. It was. It was. So, is Rip Fuel kind of like um? What is it? What is that comparable to? Like Monster? Cocaine. Okay. You could compare it to yellows. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Yellow jackets. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, well, how, how, like a, uh, I don't know. I guess Rip Field is sort of like a hydroxy cut. Yeah, I would guess. Cause it, it's, so it's got a Fedra. It's for the, to, you know, up your metabolism and, you know, like a fat burner. Which is why Jerry gave it to me all the time. Oh, well, <laughs> Chunky Mikey. He didn't like Chunky hearing Mikey. Chunky Mikey. <laughs> Have a rip you on a carrot. <laughs> you are chunky though. I did. I've. I don't. Well, I almost feel bad. I made him. We. No, you when, don't. When no, we you, first I know, wrestled I, I, at I, I the know, arena exactly in Philly, I know what you're talking about. Stop! Stop! La 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 la. <laughs> la 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 la. Can hear you. I had an idea. I said, "Hey, Mikey, let's try and do the world's longest high spot." <laughs> Oh, what? It was long. I don't know how I remembered it. I probably didn't. I thought, Jerry, you were going to talk about that picture. Oh. Of the Boston I, crab. Or the single leg crab. What the fuck you had? I had you in, was it the Texas Cloverleaf? Something like that. Or Something some, where I was bent over yeah. backwards. Yeah. And you were eating a carrot? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I looked like I should have been. <laughs> yeah. Mikey's mad at me. And I didn't take the picture. Yes, you I, did. You I put him in you a... Turned, you turned me that direction. I'm, oh, right. Like, I saw the photographer, and I said, watch this. And I, I gave the photographer the little nod and the wink and said, shoot his belly. I have an idea. Let's turn around. So my tight, nice, latex-covered ass is in the camera with Mikey's fucking fat gut. <laughs> this is going to be good. So I'll look really, really good, and Mikey will look like complete ass. Was that like a whole page color picture? Oh, it was like a fucking centerfold. <laughs> Not only did it get pressed, but it got uh, got a, a spread. Oh, and Jerry comes in all fucking proud. Hey, Mikey, we, we made a magazine. Oh, let me see. <laughs> uh, well, that's not good. Well, at least you didn't have, when we had the video game come out, I walk into the building and someone says, hey, you made the cover of the video game. I'm like, yeah, really? And it's me cowering in fear as Rob's kicking a steel chair through my skull. I'm like, yay, I made the cover. <laughs> nice. Hey, you're still on there, though. Yeah, still cowering in fear. And I'm still fat. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. You know, and someone was ribbing me. They had to be. And my action figure, too. They ribbed me with that. Would it come with a broken nose? Well, it, no. Oh, get wow. this. Get this. First of all. Everyone else has had cool weapons, like a two-by-four or a steel folding chair or a table that breaks or something. What did I get? An electric guitar. Like, what the heck does that have to do with me? And then everyone else's action figure. Well, let me tell you this one. Uh, we were on, what, like a two- or three-day loop. And I think the last day was when they were taking pictures of us for the action figures. Well, the day or two before, one of the matches before mine they used thumbtacks and they swept the ring out pretty good, 
but uh, I took a bump from the apron to the floor or something, and I landed on thumbtack, and it gashed a little cut in my chest. Well, a couple days later, for the third show, that cut had gotten infected, so it was swollen and nasty looking. Oh, jeez. So I go to take the pictures for this action figure, and I ask the photographer, I go, are they going to have this cut here on my chest on the action figure? And they said, no, 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 they'll just, you know, they'll edit that out or whatever. Well... When the action figure comes out, what's on my chest? A little scar. And Sabu's clean as a whistle. And he's got all those scars across his chest and stomach from all them barbed wire matches. So I'm just like, really? You guys are ribbing me. And then everyone else's action figures have, you know, cool action. Like you twist at the waist and when you're punching someone. What's mine? I got the headbutt action, which is basically squeezing the legs together and I bend over. Like I'm... (laughs) You know, yes. yeah, like I just arrived at the penitentiary <laughs> or oh, Bourbon Street. Yeah, someone's oh. ribbing me again. I, re- I remember this is not action figure related, but remember we did that album and yes. we all had to go to that church to sing Balls to the Wall. Uh huh. And then the album comes out and there's Jerry. He has Megadeth. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, this is not good. I go, Megadeth isn't bad. He goes, bro, they're not bad, but this is fucking terrible. And I go, what? He goes, Mikey, the music I listen to, Megadeth is like the lamest band. I do like old school Megadeth. You know, I like peace. Yeah, but this this was the instrumental instrumental version of Trust. Well, yeah, it was like, and it wasn't even music I ever used to go to the ring to. And then I think on another CD, they had... um, a coal chamber song, which I like coal chamber. My favorite song of coal chamber is big truck because the lyrics are so simple. Cause some bands you read the song and it's like, you're reading eight chapters of an encyclopedia. It's like, how the heck do you memorize that? And with coal chamber, it was just the big truck. And that was it. It was great. You could memorize that easy. <laughs> big truck. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Uh, that song you were telling us about the other day on the, on the shitty episode that was not going to air. What? You, you got to give me a little more. It wasn't that shitty, by the way. Oh, it was shitty. What? Um, a song. Yeah. You, you, you had us listen to it. Oh, detachable penis. <laughs> yes. Detachable penis. Yes. It's going to go along with my detachable balls, my wife's purse, according to Jerry. <laughs> Oh. I, said to, I said to my wife, I go, can you believe he said that? And she goes, well, yes, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mikey, don't feel bad because I don't. Mine are in my wife's purse half the time, too. That's okay. But We're yours are together. all the time. No, I'm just kidding. All the, no, all the time. <laughs> 24 no, 365. 366 on leap years. Mine probably are, too. I'm pleading the fifth on this one. Furry. We already know the answer. <laughs> We do. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Did, I don't think we did this question before. I've done it on other interviews and stuff, but repeat. this, yep, rinse and repeat, right? Oh, wait, this is a, uh, see, I did screenshots, so I can't get the whole Twitter account. Well, that sucks. Did they tweet at you? <sighs> so can't, can't you just go right back to your Twitter and you can just read them directly from there? I got to scroll way down. Because I'm over 8,000 now, Mikey. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Holy crap. Um, okay. There is a, I'll just say this. 
so they'll know if they're listening. It's like a red 100 with two red lines below it, a Canadian flag. It says Mandy, <laughs> another Canadian flag, and then a, a, another red 100 with two lines below it. And, of course, it says at H-U-N and then the dot, dot, dot. So I don't have the whole thing. I didn't even think about this when I was trying to save all these. I was at the airport and I was sitting there and I thought, well, I'll just screenshot all these questions. But it says, uh, what would be your dream match, past or present, and why? That's a good question, Mikey. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, do I bore you? What are you doing over there? What? I don't think you want to know. I was looking for my balls. <laughs> Does your wife have a big purse? No. Because I don't I don't know about you, it's, but if my wife asks me to find get something out of her purse, I cannot find it for the life of me. The problem is my wife has a clutch. Uh, <laughs> don't let me near it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Definitely not. Because you know me. I'm a clutch man. Better than a Craig Chef pulley. <laughs> Where um, you're a clutch man with an action figure that bends over at the waist. I I, I don't know and, what this really says, Jerry. And, well, and Bob's least, head. And Bob's. Don't forget that part. He says headbutt, but it's a head, Bob. <laughs> at least you called it an action figure and not a doll. I usually got to correct people. Oh, did I tell you what my daughter did the first time I gave her one? No. My my oldest daughter. So <laughs> we, why did you have to preface that? Well, because <laughs> I got two daughters. Because the action figure came out years ago. Right. So I come home with the action figure in the package. I give it to Erica. And what does she do? She grabs it, runs into the bedroom. And after a couple minutes, she comes out with it. It's out of the package. And she put a Barbie evening gown on it. And she's pointing at me and laughing. And I'm like, thanks a lot, kid. Your kids are not nice to you. No, I told uh, they're just ball busters. Jeez. But I look damn good in that evening gown, I'll tell you. Oh, I bet you did. (laughs) Let me think here. I'm trying to pull. Up. I'm trying to pull up some of those damn questions that were sent to me That's or true. sent to. So how was Thanksgiving? Was Wait, Mikey didn't even answer that question. Well, he didn't listen to the question. I didn't listen to the question. I thought it was a question for you, so I really, honestly, I tuned out. No, it's it's to. Uh, I think it's to both of us. It says oh. hashtag Ask ECW. What would be your dream match? Well, what would be your dream match be? <laughs> is what it's <laughs> past or present and why. So what would your dream match be with who and why? Uh, mine would be with Bret Hart because, why? oh, here's a story. The man ruined my life for like fucking 20 years. So you want to so, shoot on him? No, I like with <laughs> we've made up you since. and Earl. You're going to make him submit with Earl's help real quick. Nice and easy. No, we we uh, not going to break his back and humble him. No, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm going to go through our cheek impression, but I'm like, I, I was about I to one. say, we're I fuck you in the ass. <laughs> Jeez, I, you had to go there. I was trying. I to humble be, you. I was trying to be family friendly. <laughs> the best, I, the, the best with that with that cheek interview. He was talking all nice about WrestleMania three and the Pontiac Silverdome. Then he just looks at the camera and goes, Brian Blair, you're a gay. <laughs> You're a fag. You're worse than Michael Jackson. I was like, holy shit. And he just goes off with this fucking tirade. I fucking be Brian Blair. I'm bad. You know? Fuck <laughs> holy shit. Cheeky baby fist. Oh my God. He but, needed uh, his medicine. He needed his medicine. You got cheeky medicine? <laughs> baby, you got medicine for cheeky baby? How does fuck you in the ass make you humble? I don't understand. Well, then, then at one point it escalated where he added upon his fucking the ass make him humble. And he's going to stick a, stick a Beck's beer bottle up your ass. <laughs> oh, my God. 
but I don't know about you, oh. Mike, but I think just wearing a fuzzy suit would make me humble. <laughs> I'm fucking Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> uh? <laughs> Raggy. Oh. <laughs> My God. Oh boy. Here we go. All right. <sighs> Uh, do you have why? Yes. You said so, he almost he ruined your life. Ruined my ruined my life. So when I was the ECW champion, I went to a WWF house show at the Meadowlands in New Jersey and was going to hang out with Shane Douglas afterwards. So after the show, went down to the bar and hanging out with Shane Douglas and Brett walked in. So I wanted to you know introduce myself to Brett and meet Brett. So you, you know Mary Kate, right, Jerry? Yes. Yeah. So she knew Brett. So she introduced me to Brett. And Brett goes, so uh, you're the champion down there, huh? And I go, yes, sir. He goes, uh, don't you think that's a bit uh, pornographic and, uh, you know, not appropriate? And I'm like, now at this point, I'm 22 years old, meeting Brett Hart for the first time, and I'm getting grilled. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. He's like, uh, <laughs> and he goes, well, uh, here, here's, a, here's a suggestion. Why don't, uh, why don't you learn to work? And uh, go somewhere where you can actually learn to wrestle. <laughs> oh wow! And I went, so I was fucking like miserable for like days. Well, I have a Bret Hart story for you. It oh, was WrestleCon, probably my uh, second year wrestling. I was doing, I was going and doing squash matches at AWA's TV tapings and WWF's TV tapings, and at one of the WWF ones. Brett actually pulled me aside and gave me some advice. And I, to, you know, I, to this day, I can't remember what it was, but, uh, <laughs> must've been great advice. No, I mean, you know, <laughs> after all the years, you know, being hit in the head and stuff. But, uh, so I went back to the locker room to change after, you know, I was done wrestling. And one of the guys I rode up with says, what did he tell you? And I told him what he told me. He says, that's big. Do you realize that Brett doesn't just, go up to anybody and give them advice. And I was like, oh, well, well, that was nice of him. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I was glad to get advice from anybody, but I'm glad buddy, you had a better, I'm glad you had a better experience than I did. My buddy was just so enthralled and shocked. I drank myself into a fucking stupor. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was fucking like devastated. And I drank myself into a stupor because I was partying and having a good time. Oh, like, I wanted nothing more to go fucking meet Bret Hart and just fucking, you know, talk to him. And just, you know, just get, you know, get, say hello and stuff. And he just fucking buried me. And I was going, yeah, woo, Brett, talk to me. Yeah. Oh, and the, and the best is fucking oh. Davey Boy comes over afterwards. He's like, hey, Mikey, I was in ECW too. Yeah, our high spot was tackle, drop down, cheese grater. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks, Davey. I feel really good right now. <laughs> well, I saw Brett at WrestleCon. I went up and told him. I said, you fucking ruined my life for like 20 years. Did you? With your, with, yeah, I told him. I said, you, you, you know, you had, I didn't say quite that like that, but I said, I said, you know, I met you back in 95. He goes, yeah, I remember. He goes, yeah, you know, I had a, you had a good little run. And I go, yeah, well, let me tell you what you said to me. <laughs> and he, he's like, and he goes, oh, that was, uh, I guess I was pretty blunt, huh? I go. Oh, you were blunt. <laughs> he said to me, learn to work. He's oh. like, oh, well, you know, I didn't say it, you know, to be a dick. I was just, you know, trying to help you out. I go, 
Well, I think you did. I said, it was blunt. <laughs> blunt the hitman wow. heart. So you want to have a match to get even or what? No, I want to I want to have a match to show him you can work. Show him I can work, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So that that's so that would that's be what. that would be your dream match would be Bret Hart. Yes. Or Randy Savage, just because. Just because you're a big Sam Savage oh. fan? Savage Savage is the man that got me fucking hooked wrestling. He was the guy. He was batshit crazy. <laughs> Why do you say that? Quit beating around the bush. Tell us how you really feel. He just he just came across as my god. Wow. We, we were, Wait, did you ever meet him behind the scenes? Who, me personally? Yeah. I haven't met anyone. Oh, so you just saw his on-screen character. Right, but I mean, but you hear stories over the years and how he was, and he was just uh, just kind of a loose cannon in general from what people have been saying. Here's, is, that, here's a, is that accurate? Here's a Randy Savage story. So I had just wrestled Scotty Riggs at Spring Stampede or some shit in, in fucking Seattle, and we had to walk up. We had to go up like an elevator and walk around the outside of this big Tacoma Dome to, to get to the entranceway. So I'm walking down this giant hallway and Savage is walking the other direction towards me. And it's just me and him in this big long hallway. And I'm going, okay, here goes Mach. He's all, you know, walking all Randy Savage, you know what I mean? And as I'm walking up to him, he looks at me and stops. He goes, Mikey, brother, brother. He goes, you have the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the gargoyles on your t-shirt. You are indeed intergalactic. <laughs> I did a fist pump and kept walking. <laughs> wow. Oh. And I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there going, that was awesome. <laughs> I got a Randy story for you. When I was in WCW, there was one night the whole company went and partied at one of them dueling piano bars. And uh, before we left, you know, I think everyone partook of party favors, if you know what I mean. Beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Beer. <laughs> well, I'm sitting at the bar and Macho Man's to my left. And I'm not going to say who is to my right. Mainly, well, oh. I, I just don't want to say. Can you give a clue? Well, they're no longer with us. Okay, gotcha. And gotcha. really nice guy, though. Great guy. Okay. But uh, the guy to my right starts going into convulsions, like sitting in his chair at the bar, like jerking back and forth, uh, I think from partaking a little bit too much beer. And <laughs> uh, Macho Man sort of leans forward towards the bar and looks over and he says, well, at least he's still got rhythm. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. We've That's stayed, we were at the bar one time and Hogan was down one end and I was, I, you know, everybody was in there and I was at the other end and Savage walks in and he goes, do you see that I am over here? <laughs> And Hulk Hogan is over there. <laughs> Mikey, do you know why? I said, no. Because I don't fucking like him. <laughs> and he, turned, he just turned around and walked out. Well, I guess he really didn't like him if he left. And I, I had never said more than, you know, hi, goodbye. You know, n nothing really in detail with the guy. So it was just like, okay, very interesting. He knew my name, so I was thrilled. But, yeah, he was he was great. Fucking out of his mind, I guess. What a character, though. Well, Mike, you maybe you're onto something here. You got to think, though, that he definitely amped that up. Oh, yeah. I, I think I mean, he, maybe you know, to a certain extent, but I mean. No, he amped it up to 11. Oh, yeah. Okay. He did. He was, in my opinion, 
my he is absolutely my favorite guy of all time. No, no. Wow. Yeah, there's no cactus is right up there. Uh, very huge, you know. Ultimate Warriors up there, which Tommy Dreamer still to this day does not understand why I'm such a huge Ultimate Warrior fan. And you know, <laughs> Marty Jannetty was up there, but Randy was the top, top, top favorite of all time. I know why you liked what? Warrior. It was those galactic promos. Oh, they were fucking great. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my dog. <laughs> Speak to so- me, whippersnapper. <laughs> Is that what your dog says to you? No, I don't. My, my dog Jeez. looks at me like, I will kill you. I will bite the back of your neck as you sleep. No. Watch me lick my balls, whippersnapper. <laughs> Did you ever meet Warrior, uh, Mikey? No. Well, I met once at a, at a at the Marriott once when I was just a fan. And okay. I signed my, signed my program and that was it. So I have no bad Warrior stories. Jerry, had you ever met him? Yeah, when uh. When I first started doing squash matches for the WWF, they'd come into the room where all of us jobbers were changing, and they'd ask for volunteers to work Warrior because he was hurting so many people. And, you know, you got a little extra in your pay, too. But needless to say, I didn't volunteer. Wow. They are just openly admitting that he's hurting people, so they'll give you a few extra bucks just to climb in there with Just in case. <laughs> it's, it's like a security deposit. <laughs> that's, Hazard. That's not very reassuring. I wow. Would, I, I would have fucking worked with him in a heartbeat. You would have gone ahead and taken the punishment? Oh, fuck yeah. I had to fall down, Mike. <laughs> I wouldn't have let him hit me. I would have fell down before he got there. <laughs> it's bad now I just keep thinking of my dog talking to me in the Ultimate Warrior voice. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to me, Mikey, as I sit here and lick my dog. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You just mentioned Rip Fuel and Mikey came alive. I know. He didn't have to consume it. Now his impression <laughs> has my guinea pigs going crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> sounds muted. Oh, Lord. Are you on your iPad or are you on the computer? No, I'm on this big, thick microphone. The guinea pigs sounding muted. Oh, well, good. Are you muffled? Are you getting up on this microphone? So, like... That sounds disgusting. <laughs> what are you insinuating? Wait a minute. You you yourself were the one that described it as a big, thick shaft I last week. Shaft. So, huh? I didn't say shaft. I said said it's thick. You said you said it was thick. I do believe I, the word shaft did happen at some point in the conversation. Mike, I believe if, you're taking creative liberties. Hey, you say came to completion as well in that same. That's, you know, that. we're going to have to pull. No, not you. Not you. <laughs> Jerry did. Well, I was just describing the sound Mikey made. With the ultimate warrior? Okay, <laughs> 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 <Game> to completion! <laughs> All right. <sighs> we get that out of and our system? And Jerry's finished. <laughs> okay. Are you good? I'm good. People listen okay. to this shit? <laughs> yes. All right, I guess you have- I better answer the question. I was going to say that that's it's been a very long roundabout way. Yes. The question, who would be your ultimate match? Mine's going to be a lot shorter explanation. It would be hot stuff. Eddie Gilbert. Ooh, good pick because I don't, he was always just one of my favorites to watch. I don't know. He was just very animated, you know, and even the way he'd bump by just taking a punch. It was just crazy. But, and he's the one, uh, when he came up to Minneapolis to work those 
Dennis Carluzzo shows with Eddie, I can't remember if I gave him my info. Well, I had to give him my info or something, but I don't know if I gave him a tape or not. But uh, he called. He's the one who called me up and asked me to come down to Memphis and work in Memphis. So he gave me my first opportunity to go work in a actual full time territory. And then the next year, he called again after I left Memphis and went back to Minneapolis, and he called to see if uh, Sean and I would go down to Global and redo our feud down there. So Eddie opened up a you know few doors for me. You know, and that was nice. But just the fact that he was one of my favorites and he saw something in in my work was just, you know, an ultimate compliment. And I and being in two different companies with him, I never got a chance to wrestle him. So I always wanted to, but it, it never happened. Was him being a smaller guy have any uh, reason for that? Him? Yeah. Reason for what? That we didn't work together? No, that you want to work with him. Just you would oh, see like no. inspirational, no. I guess, from just or just because. Just because. Because he's one of my favorites. Yeah, it nice. didn't have anything to do with his size or anything. Because I, you know, the first two guys I worked a squash match for WWF was uh, Big Boss Man and Akeem when they were the Twin Towers. Oh man! And I really, and I was scared to death. But they were talk about consummate professionals. I didn't feel a thing, and it looked like they were destroying me. Why wow. is it the big guys like that, them and Bam Bam? You don't feel a fucking thing. You work with little guys, and they kill you. Because the little guys are more apt to have the Napoleon complex and feel like they have something to prove. The big guys who are actually legit big and tough, they don't go out there thinking they have anything to prove. And I think, the under, you know, and back then it was, you know, you, you worked a lot more, you know, years ago, the guys would work four and a half weeks straight, be home for a few days and go do it again, you know, with double shots on weekends. So Speaking you of little guys with a Napoleon complex, did you see Hoovy this weekend? Oh, yeah. uh, don't start that. What? 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 Just, Somebody asked about it on Twitter. Did they really? Yes. Yes. Oh. But, uh, I don't even know if he recognized me, and if he did, he stayed away from me. Oh, he and was. I, and I avoided him, so it was all good. Very nice. Because that's the first time I'd ever seen him since the incident. Yes, we don't talk about that. Even though I just broke up for no reason. Because <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to bury the hatchet, Jerry, or you don't want to somehow see if he would apologize? Oh, or? no, no. Oh, he, wa- oh, he wants to bury a hatchet, all right. <laughs> Great. Now, if something happens to him, they're going to come looking for me, Mikey. Thanks. Oh, they'll come looking for me because I will defend you to the end, Jerry. Thank you. I know. No, I'm not. I know. Interesting, though, because as many of you know, this past weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, was WrestleCade weekend. And Jerry was there. So, Jerry, tell me and everybody about what the experience was like and who did you get to reconnect with? Oh, it was very busy because uh, first I went to West Virginia and I had to ref a match that night. I'll be right back. It, it, Don't <laughs> answer me any questions. Oh, thanks, Mikey. I'm boring you again. Well, I wasn't there. I had fa- I had personal issues going on. I know. Please continue, Jerry. Okay, so I refed a match between, it was uh, Shane Douglas, Sandman, and the Rock and Roll Express against four local guys. And they they also had, uh, uh, Sandman and Shane and the Rock and Roll had Precious Paul Ellerain managing them. Oh, wow. And so it was funny, Sandman was, afterwards, he was thinking about it, and he said, combined, all combined, there was over 190-some years of experience in that ring. That is insane. But it was a good time. I love Robert and Ricky. They're always fun to, you know, every every locker room needs them. I saw Mon- Steve Mongo McMichael 
at the convention. How is he looking these days? He's lost some weight, but he looks good. I found it. <laughs> so could he? So anyway, so after that show, we had to drive three hours to Winston Salem. So we checked into the hotel about quarter after two in the morning. Then we had to get up at six thirty in time to eat and get to the building to set up for the convention. And then we were, did the convention till three. Then we had the time to go grab something to eat and get back to the convention hall for the super show that started at five. And then I left uh, Kid Cash and C.W. Anderson. I think it was uh, Cash had someone, one of the local guys or another upcoming guy with him. And when they did a double down, he hit the ring and started putting the boots to C.W. And then New Jack, they hit New Jack's music and the place went nuts. And he did a extended walk-in and with the garbage cans and stuff. And, and it was a good time. And then after that, you know, it was just... Not a lot of sleep. It was just go, go, go. So after show, yeah, had time. Huh? You must, you must have been miserable. No sleep. Um, I, you know, I, I had to incorporate the help of some Monster Energy drinks back in the day. So, rip fuel. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But uh, so when when you when you say you ref the match in West Virginia and then you drove to the convention, mm-hmm. were were all of you in the car? It was me. Chris, the guy who brings Chris Hughes, the guy who brings me and Mikey and Shane to these conventions and stuff. And then Shane. Oh, wait, I think did Shane come with us. Yeah. And uh, another guy, Rodney, that was helping with the convention and stuff. Let's see. What's another question here? Well, OK, here's one. Who do Jerry and Mikey think was the biggest loss to ECW? I suppose they mean loss. Like who left? <laughs> that was a big loss. And that's from. Sir D.A.I. Robert Lewis. So who was the biggest loss from ECW? You know, I'm thinking about Rage the Lunatic. We, we've lost him as a listener. <laughs> no, we haven't. Yeah, he has a short attention span. We've lost him. <laughs> oh, my God. That never gets old. He posted a video on Twitter, by the way. Of what? Hey, him getting mad. He's in the he's in the snowstorm or something that's heading up the uh, – I don't know if it's in the middle of the country towards Chicago and he's in his car and he's someone else is in the car with him and he's just very upset. So he was definitely raging. I hope that'll get more than five inches. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be snowed in for weeks. (laughs) Unless they come across a camel. A camel. Or a a camel. (laughs) Or a moose knuckle. You know, I'm looking at this picture of. Mrs. Meany portraying Mikey Whipwreck this weekend at WrestleCade. Oh, and fuck, yeah. fuck, does she have it down? Yeah. Everyone, I can't tell you how many times, Mikey, people are saying, man, I wish Mikey was here. Wish Mikey she signed and sold more 8x10s than you did, Mikey. Well, she sold more shirts than the podcast was sold. Let me let me refresh that again, everybody. None. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. I have an idea. So let's, let's, let's make this a little bit more spicier. What? If someone buys if someone buys a shirt what's something you two are willing to do for them well um, they, they buy a shirt my cut is a dollar 75 i'm not willing to do much <laughs> uh we'll give them a phone call and thank them wow uh, mikey are you down for that no i, I will <laughs> not for a dollar 75 it would be a brief conversation for only a dollar 75 he'll breathe heavy he does it for me <laughs> We had a format. We had a format for this episode. We did. Uh, My stomach hurts. Yeah. 
Oh, God. So if you buy a shirt, getting back to this full circle here, if you buy a shirt, are you both willing to to talk to the person who bought the shirt? Yes. Jerry's cool with that. I'm cool with it. You're cool with that too. Okay. All right. So, hey, buy a shirt now. You'll be able to get to talk to two ECW World Heavyweight Champions. How about this? If they buy a shirt, we'll talk to them on the podcast. Ooh, I like even better. Yeah. And if we have have enough purchases, we can have a bonus episode for those people that bought a shirt. And we'll have them on. I like that idea. It's holiday season. I'm, I'm, I'm in a giving mood. Mikey doesn't do this very often, you guys. So once again, if you go over to ProWrestlingTees.com, there's an there's a little search box, and you can go ahead and type in Mikey Whipwreck, Jerry Lynn. Search box. Jesus Christ. <laughs> has nothing to do with the aforementioned Rage the Effing Lunatic. But if you go in that search box and type in FRM Podcast – you will find our designs, and there's several designs that we have out right now. Right now, we have the Whipwreck Lynn. Uh, we affectionately refer to that one as the Beavis and Butthead shirt. Definitely go ahead and check that one out. We've, we've created a Drop Pie shirt, but once again, until you guys start buying shirts, we're not going to release the Drop Pie design, which is really, really good. Wait a minute. You didn't release that one yet? I don't think it's been released yet. We haven't. After all my pain and suffering, we didn't even release it? That's why we haven't not sold yet. any. Because everyone's waiting for the drop so pie shirt. So I'm bitching about everybody not buying a drop pie shirt that's not even out there. Oh, I thought you were bitching just in general that people haven't bought shirts. No, the drop pie shirt. Because I get 50% of those. What? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember that being in the contract. Oh, so let's we, see here. you said it the other day when you guys were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even drink. Yes, you did. Let's see here. ProWrestlingTees.com. All right. I'm heading over there right now. The hell? I'm going to walk you guys through this entire process here, if my dial-up works. Oh, Jesus. All right. Come on, America Online. So, yeah, the Beavis and Butthead shirt is right there. Okay. I would go ahead and get that one. That one's a really, really good shirt. And then we have the Cactus Jack shirt, if you remember that one from episode two. Oh, great. Now we have to do with him, too. Extra crispy wings. No, I think he's made enough money. I think he's fine. But it's real simple, guys. Just go ahead and click on that. The holiday season's on its way. If you know a wrestling fan in the family or maybe a coworker, a colleague, go ahead and get him a shirt. And we'll talk to you. And because Mikey said that you could be on the show, what would be better than getting a chance to talk to these guys? All you got to do is buy a shirt. I don't think anyone else is doing that right now in the, in the podcasting world, offering airtime to someone who buys a shirt. Yeah, we'll give him airtime. We'll get him on. Yeah. Why not? Be more up close and personal. They can't be any more under- unentertaining than we are. <laughs> <laughs> Except we do appreciate uh, all the questions you guys have been sending in. We have a lot of questions here. I have a feeling Rage Lunatic's pretty entertaining. Well, there's a Mrs. Lunatic as well. You, you do all realize that, right? No. Yes. I don't know. That. And I think her name is Mrs. Lunatic. Really? I'm scared. Maybe we should have them on as our special guests, both of them. How tall is she? Enough. (laughs) Enough. That means enough of this podcast. (laughs) So, like I said before, I I do have a format here with notes, and 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 I do have this. Do you want Do you want to go into some of this, or do you just want to go ahead and do some more? We still haven't answered Sir Die Robert Lewis's question. 
All I want to say is this podcast is brought to you by Adderall. If you have trouble focusing, so do we. That's why Mikey's nickname is Squirrel. What? <laughs> see? I exactly. thought it was I thought it was Chunky Mikey. Uh, that too. You never seemed chunky though. Okay. You always seemed like you were in good shape. I mean, you did wrestling shirts, but I mean, that's fine. Mikey, I go to the pool in a shirt. How did that name come about? What? Chunky? Yes. Oh, look, you little fucker. You knew exactly how it started. <laughs> you knew exactly how we got this name. I forget. I don't remember. <laughs> we were doing, we were, see, there are things I remember, and there are things I, that are just etched in my mind from the hurt and pain it has caused me <laughs> for 21 years. No, there was, we did a, we, somehow we did an interview in the arena, and I think it was oh. Lance and Candido, and you were in there, and think- somebody went, Somebody told me to take my chunk me ass and go get a cell cone. I think I did. I said, go to the concession stand. <laughs> yeah, and get a snow cone, chunky. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And this was in the ECW arena? Yes, because they had that concession They sold stand. snow cones? You know, no, they didn't sell snow cones. No. Jerry, Jerry, just oh. <laughs> and you know, Jerry, <laughs> body shaming is no longer acceptable. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not being a star. I feel bad. I caused you such a deep emotional scar all these years. It's very hurtful. Okay, moving right along. And if you don't want to be hurtful to Mikey anymore, you can go ahead and get yourself a shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees for only $19.99. Lynn, Whip Rack, and Extra Crispy Wings. I come across desperate with these t-shirts. I'm plugging the shit out of it for you guys. Absolutely. It it cries out desperate. How about those shirts? (laughs) Where's the drop pie shirt? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, once 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 these start flying off the shelves, we'll go ahead and we'll upload the drop pie shirt. Are we skipping this question? Like We're not skipping the question because Mikey just hasn't answered the question. What question. Who do you think was the biggest loss for ECW? Oh, um, that could be a. No, they didn't say it. Because someone passed away or because someone left. I just figured because they weren't there anymore. There could be a, there could be two ways to take this. What publicly was the biggest loss, what internally was the biggest loss, or and things like that. So there's different, different ways you can look at this question. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. Getting real philosophical. Let's just say it was just talent wise. <clears throat> Honestly, even, even though he thinks the podcast is a disaster, I, th- I think Lance was a big loss. Personally, I think public perception wise, I think a big loss was Mike Awesome. I think that was a big loss publicly. It made us look bad. How about, uh, let's see, how about Public Enemy? Or were they fizzling out before they left? Or had they had their run and, or not? Or were they still hot? Because I remember, I remember they watching. Like two years doing their thing. Oh, okay. I didn't know how long they'd been doing it, if they were still really hot at the pinnacle or if they were... Uh, who else was a big loss? I wasn't really a loss. I was just on a paid vacation. <laughs> and nobody cares. <laughs> Wouldn't the headhunters be considered a big a big loss? You're talking size-wise, I take it? I they weren't really there. Once or twice, maybe. Who else left? How about... When Rob was boycotting and stayed home. Yeah, that was bad. So, okay, pause it right there. So when you say Rob was boycotting, 
Jerry. What what was the situation regarding Rob boycotting? Checks bouncing. Okay, so we talked about that on a previous episode about when the money situation. You guys said, hey, you always had the choice of not coming back. Well, it seems like Rob obviously went ahead and, and did exactly that. He didn't come back. What eventually brought him back? He got um, paid a lot of money? Yeah, money. <laughs> That's basically what it came down to, why he sat at home and why he came back. Yep. Does anybody remember how long he was gone for? Oh, months. I don't know. How long was it, Mikey? I don't remember. Long enough that we noticed. It was a long time. You think if enough people had done that and just decided uh, we're not going to show up, that the money situation wouldn't have changed? No, No, the company would have just ended sooner. Yeah. We we just kept going to work. But you know what? Like like we've said before, done interviews and things like that. It really didn't seem like work. No. When we were there. It just, you know, the wrestling part was... It was fun, but just hanging out with the guys was the, it was just, you know, just a, a fucking, just a good long, get along, good time. So it didn't really seem too much like work. Interesting. Indeed. All right. What else did you have? As far as myself questions? Yeah. Okay. So if we're just oh, going to stay on the question. Well, I'll save this one for next show. I got one. So I have a question here from Mr. Tony Cottom. He's across the pond. He can be found at underscore I N N O. He was asking, hashtag SECW, how much fun did Mikey have teaming with Chidiri and Sinister Minister? Oh, it was <laughs> fucking great. It, uh, by far. <laughs> Mikey, say that like Ozzy. That sounded like Ozzy. Watch it. When you said, oh, <laughs> it was fucking great. I can't do Ozzy, Mikey. Oh, it was fucking great. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You know, we go out there, you know, with with with, with Tajiri and go out with the devil, and you know, go holy fucking shit, man! You gotta go fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, it was by. Do you have an? Don't interrupt me. It was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, you're gonna have to edit the shit out of this. No, no, I will. But. uh no, with Tajiri and, and the devil. I mean, it was honestly the the best part of my career, the most fun we've had. I mean, just the three of us, we get together. It was just, it, it was constant tomfoolery. Funny, haha. Our matches were fun. We tried to be innovative with our, our double team spots and things like that. And it was just, you know, just, it was just a laugh along the whole time. You know, the, the devil and I would get together. And I've talked to the devil. Here's a spoiler. And he will be coming on the podcast to to talk to us and have some stories. And it's always a good thing. You know you're going to have a good guest. When the guest says to you, Ah, Mikey, how debaucherous can my stories be? <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> as long as it's not about the book. I, I, I hit him up, too, at the convention to see if he'd come on. And he said, yeah. Oh, he, he definitely would. And I hit up Lance. Lance said he would do it. I'm trying to think who else. Can I Lance think. handle this? Can Lance handle this podcast? I don't know. Being the disaster it is, uh, we'll get him going. This may change. I'm you. hoping. Yeah, we'll get we'll get him. I did his podcast one time, and I had him cracking up. Well, I failed. I was I was talking about old stories with him and Cyrus because I traveled with him. I it was like squeezing blood out of a turnip. I couldn't get nothing out of him. Do you have any in particular that you can just remember right off the top of your head? 
any sinister <laughs> stories? Uh, yeah, but I'm going to save him. Yeah. Yeah. Save him. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. When he's on. Okay. Well, Tony Cotton did want to say the Mikey to, to Jiri teaming up was my favorite moments in the ECW. So thank you, Tony Cotton, for answering that question. Once again, he is at at underscore I-N-N-O. We, we could, with Tajiri and the, the devil and I, we, especially with our promos, we could do anything and nobody would say anything about it. They'd say, oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> we could be as stupid and asinine as we wanted to, and, and it, would just, it would just work. Well, well, Jerry and I were talking about this. How did you morph from the, the clean-cut, babyface, you know, Rudy uh, of ECW to Rudy. the pyro – Rudy. You haven't seen the movie? Rudy, oh, no. I thought you were going to Rudy like uh, no, the Rudy and the, the, the Technicos in Mexico. I no. No, Rudy from the uh, the Notre Dame movie. Because I, I, a lot of people have mentioned that to me before. Like, you were Rudy. Fuck Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That's an inspiring story. Little fucking Hobbit motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. Fat Hobbit. That's probably why he reminds him. He's a fat Hobbit like me. Chunky Hobbit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What were we talking about? Before hobbits. I was so really insulted? Hobbits. Oh, Hobbits. Rudy. Hobbits, Rudy. Transformation. Yes. No. Yes, the transformation that you went from being, you know, just the uh, the lovable 20-year-old, you know, who was hanging around with Mick and climbing ladders, getting beers off of trees, training for Sandman, to... The the death and destruction, the fire, the the satanic aspect that became your later persona. It wasn't satanic; it was just implied. Okay, implied satanic persona. Mike um, was possessed. How did how did that evolve, and, and how did you go from one extreme to the other? Well, I was going to do it in WCW, and I told Perry Saturn I had this idea: I'm going to dye my hair red and just go batshit crazy. And he said, "Don't bother them; they won't do anything with it." I said, "Okay, great." So then, when I finally had enough and left. Uh, I talked to Raven about it, and the devil was initially going to be a, with with uh, with Raven as he was going to be. This whole big backstory about um, uh, who's the guy from the fucking Beach Boys? Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson, and Doctor Eugene Landy, where they thought that this uh, doctor was brainwashing and manipulating Brian Wilson, which is what the devil is going to be with Raven. But instead, we kind of did it more with me. And instead of doing like a serious, uh, you know, manipulation with the devil, he turned into the devil with the big red suit and everything else. And I went nuts with the red hair and just really fucking amped it up. Basically took my real personality and just went batshit crazy with it. And basically my character was, it was me mixed with uh, Ozzy, with Chris Farley. And a little bit of Marty Jannetty. <laughs> and, and that was it. So if you, if you watch the stuff, I mean, you'll see some Ozzy in there. You'll see definitely see some Chris Farley. And just fucking haha. So it went from being... Some early rockers. Yeah, it went from being Vandy manipulating Raven and brainwashing him and having Vandy be this whole, you know, spiritual leader type thing to complete fucking haha with me and the devil. Because if you watch, I think Vandy, when he first came in, he had like a gray suit and things like that. And then we just went a completely different direction. Do you think if, if WCW would have given that a chance, it could have gotten no. over? 
<laughs> I, I, just, you know, true. I just don't think, I just don't, they wouldn't have done anything with it. That means you weren't written in. I wasn't written in. And, but they took Mike Awesome and made him the 70s man. That means he wasn't written in. Well, they had a bus. They had to have somebody come on. They had to have somebody associated with that bus. If Rage the Lunatic was there, he would have been associated with the short bus. Every time I think I could make an edit and we've moved on, we go back. You're going to be editing the fuck out of this thing. Oh, my God. There's not going to be anything left. Yes, there is. We've been rambling for a while. You definitely have plenty of material. It's been an hour and a half, so we should be. (laughs) This episode should be called Backroom Material. And, you know, we we do need, specifically for Rage, the effing lunatic, we need to let him know that shirts do come in 4T and 5T sizes. Wow. See, we were just talking about this, and you just said, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought, who would have thought between the three of us, I would be the one thinking sensibly? Uh, Right? What is going, this is a bizarre world. It is. It's all Mike's fault. It is. Whoa, whoa, no, I'm not taking You're this. You're a bad you know influence what? on me and Mikey. I wow, that's saying a lot. I know. That is because you guys have seen. I a know, lot. especially furry stuff. Are you Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I hear ready. the hamsters in the background again. God. Uh, want me to muffle them? No, at this point, I'll forget stick it. them in They're my good. butt. <laughs> but then Rob will have to come over and give me that five star gerbil squirter to get him out. Oh my God! Take it, <laughs> Oh, didn't I tell you? Uh, five star gerbil squirter. Al Snow and I renamed his five star frog splash to the five star gerbil squirter because <laughs> sometimes he connects so hard. If there was a gerbil in your ass, it would shoot out and hit a woman in the fifth row. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I mean, uh, we had no preview for the fucking podcast today. I thought it went great. It no. went a hell of a lot better than the last try. Wow. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've had some fun. We have really enjoyed taking your questions. Once again, if you guys have more questions you would like to ask the boys, go ahead and shoot them on over to at FRM pod. You can go ahead and shoot them directly to the boys as well. Mikey's Twitter handle. I'm just not even going to ask you, Mikey. I'm just going to go right to it. It's at Mikey Whipwreck underscore and Jerry Lynn is at it's Jerry Lynn. And in all seriousness, in all seriousness, we did a lot of funny things this week. We taught a lot of funny stories. Rage, Jeff and Lunatic, we love you. It comes from a good place in our heart. I hope no one takes anything too seriously. We love our listeners, and that's why we like to incorporate you guys into our show as well. And remember, if you head on over and get a shirt, we will help make you a part of the program. So anything else in closing before we uh, we put a bow tie on this episode, boys? You about wrapped it up. You want to hear a joke? Yes. Okay. You remember you remember Lorena Bobbitt? Yes. <laughs> she, she, cut off, she cut off her husband's weenie. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to tell the story. Terry Terry Funk told me this joke. And I'm gonna, I'm going to try to tell this uh joke like Terry Funk. Oh god damn it, do you remember Lorena Bobbitt? <laughs> <laughs> well, she cut off her husband's hootus. <laughs> so after she cut off his goddamn hootus, she realizes, god damn it, I have my husband's hootus in my hand. So she goes out to the family pickup truck and starts driving down Interstate I-10 down there in Texas. And then god damn it, she realizes, god damn it, I have <laughs> 
Hold on, we got to spice this together. <laughs> he says, God damn it, I have my husband's hooters in my hand. So she rolls down the window and throws the hooters out the window. Well, God damn it, at the exact same time, there's a pickup truck with two Texans going the opposite direction. And then all of a sudden, the hooters slams into the windshield. And the one Texan says, God damn it, Jim Bob, did you see the size of the dick on that bug? <laughs> It's Friday for the 30th. I'll be in Chillicothe, Ohio. <laughs> oh, you can find oh. your tickets if you want to see Mikey in Chillicothe. Um, uh, damn it. You go Twitter. out there and you see Mikey in Chillicothe. Do you know Mikey has a new gimmick? He's going to be a, he's going to be a soothsayer. He's going to be a mind reader. He's going to be Dr. Michael knows it all. <laughs> oh, boo. Oh, my God. Just, oh, told wow. He told me I was going to be Dr. Michael Nosatal. God love Terry Funk. Was that an okay Terry Funk impression? Uh, ah. Yes. I liked it. I yeah. liked God it. God damn it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when things don't go right for me, which is quite often, I, I make what is affectionately known as Jerry knows this and, and Shane Douglas knows this. And our buddy Big Chris knows the Terry Funk noise. Ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when things are not going right, you'll just hear me yeah. go. Ah, 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 ah. And occasionally you have to throw oh, a goddamn God. in there. Ah, goddamn it! I saw uh, Terry wrestle Jerry Lawler. I think it was last year in Jackson, Tennessee. And uh, before the show, I was went down the locker room, said hi to the guys, and I already had said hi to Terry and stuff, and. I was sitting down talking to someone, and Terry comes walking past me. And this was before I had my first hip replacement. And I said, man, Terry, I said, you're moving better than I am. And he did that. He goes, "Ah, you're a lying son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love the funker. Oh, yeah. I don't don't know why I had to inject that that joke of the week in there, but it was awesome. Uh, That was very good. I try. I try. Chill a coffee, Friday, November 30th. Be there. Be there. Bobby Fulton. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good Shane match. Douglas, Abdul the Butcher, Billy Gunn, I think. Yeah, Billy Gunn will be nice. there. <laughs> Jerry, we, we've kept you up way past your I bedtime. Know, I get... <laughs> How do you feel right now? Do you, I mean, I feel like you probably have more energy now than you ever well, had. I had a good workout er- earlier, so it you know got a little adrenaline pumping and stuff. I think that's how that's I good. that's how I made it through this. Plus, you know, I think the more tired you get, too, you start getting a little delirious and and uh, start getting a little more goofy. Well, then I'm delirious. 24/7. So, how long have you been? <laughs> I was going to say if that I'm, I'm a tired <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a TMF. Jerry, is there anything else you'd like to share with uh, with the wonderful listeners of this podcast before we farewell on this? Uh, episode? You summed it up. You know, if if we have fun at some of the the fans or listeners' expense, it means we love them. Absolutely, and we are so grateful that you guys interact with us on social media and ask questions and want to be a part of this because we want you to be a part of this. And when I was talking to the guys before we even started doing this thing, that was their main goal was to interact with the fans, have fun with the fans, goof off and have a good time. Make this podcast kind of like a, a, like a big party 
there's too much negativity, too much drama in the world. Let's lighten up, have fun for an hour, and have a good fucking time. Exactly. Yes. I agree with you. I second that. And on that note... All right, guys. That's going to do it. Jerry's got to put the uh, the guinea pigs away. Mikey's got to check on his dog with no balls. And uh, Mr. Mike has to go to sleep as well. Until next week, this has been Front Row Material. Shame. Did you shoot a six-sided steel? It was sensational. 